on this episode of the Referable Podcast, Season 3, Episode 15, Young Leaders Arising, a vital unfiltered conversation with young people from around the world. Genesis, Oliver Joseph, encourages us on the importance of prayer and walking by faith and not by sight. Her mother joins us. And then, five amazing young leaders from around the world, Nasje, Giovanna, Eric, Alberto and Devin joins me on a panel to discuss topics such as self-esteem, self-worth, temptation, and the importance of evolving into who God has called us to be. All this and more on this episode of the Preferable Podcast, hosted by myself, Jaden Watkins. Thank you for tuning in to the Preferable Podcast hosted by myself, Jaden Watkins. I am so, so, so thrilled to finally be back on the podcast for the first episode this year, 2023, and excited for the impact that this episode in particular will have on lives around the world. Please take this time to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platforms you are listening on, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Please subscribe and make sure that you stay connected to the Preferable Podcast so that you can continue to listen to amazing episodes. Please also, if you are watching on my YouTube channel, Jaden Watkins, please hit that bell for notifications, comment below, and make sure that you share this episode with someone to continue to spread encouragement. This episode will bring together some diverse and amazing young leaders from around the world who will share wisdom and advice on certain topics to not only help young leaders arise, but also to encourage adults to live their lives according to their God-given purpose. God gave me the vision of seeing young leaders from different backgrounds and races sit down to have a vital, unfiltered conversation. Remember that it is important to not only hear the words of wisdom that will be shared in this episode, but more importantly, apply it to our lives so that we can fulfill our life's purpose as well as build beloved communities. But before we jump into the panel discussion, I would like to introduce a son and present to others, Miss Genesis Oliver Joseph. Genesis Oliver Joseph is a seven-year-old who is just a light shining for Christ. She is currently in third grade and enjoys learning and expanding her knowledge in anything she can achieve. Genesis began her Pray to Jesus with Genesis prayer ministry when she was four years old after schools officially closed in person due to COVID shutdown in March of 2020. It was first started as just a little prayer, consistently praying for family, friends, and then the entire nation. During the pandemic, Genesis also partook in cleaning communities by beautifying parks and family churches. Her Christ-filled spirit has now allowed her to encourage and inspire her love 
and the gospel on various social media platforms. She has recently self-published her first book, Can Jesus Really Hear My Prayers? Yes, she published a book. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please help me to extend a huge warm welcome to Genesis and her mother, who will be joining us a little later to the Preferable Podcast. Hi, Genesis. How are you doing on today? I am doing so phenomenal. How are you? I am doing good. Thank you for joining me on today. So can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? I know we heard some more information um, on your bio, but I want to hear it from you. Hello, everyone. My name is Genesis. I'm seven years old. I am an inspirational speaker, a self-published author, a kidpreneur, and a prayer warrior. That is amazing to know that you are a prayer warrior because that's definitely what we all need to be in this day and time, a prayer warrior, praying for each other and uplifting each other in all that we do. My first time seeing one of your inspiring videos was on Instagram. What inspired you to start posting inspirational videos about the importance of prayer? What inspired me was when the pandemic first hit, which you said March of 2020, I was like, mom, we need to pray. And, and I started on my Facebook pray page, Pray to Jesus with Genesis. And like you said in my bio, it started off with just a little prayer and then it went all over the world. Then during the summertime, I did, I cleaned up parks and churches. And then during the winter time, I came in, in the house and I did my inspirational prayers all people. Wow, that is amazing. You decided to go out into the community. So I want to encourage the listeners to go out into the community, um, help the community in any way possible. If it's just picking up trash, if it is feeding the homeless or helping a local church, go out because we all need help with something. And what you can, what you do can inspire others. And even if you are not able to do things physically, you can do things spiritually, such as praying for others. And it's just so um, inspiring that you are doing both. Your videos have been encouraging to children, teens, and adults around the world. How do you want your videos to make people feel when they watch them? I will feel, I love feeling blessed when other people comment on my pages and they feel oh I feel so encouraged by this prayer video but I would also love for them to really feel like they really want to change their lifestyle I really want people I really want to put an impact so that I can change their lifestyle so that I can draw them closer to God wow drawing people closer to God. We should all be trying our best to draw others closer to God. There may be a young lady who is watching and wants to do what you are doing, um, make encouraging videos, etc. 
What advice would you give her about believing that she can do all things through Christ? Little girl, whatever age you are, God knows if you want to do great things, you can do it. All you have to do is remain humble, keep trusting, keep believing in God. Once you complete that big goal that you wanted to do, God, I know God and Jesus will have a smile on their face, on their face, because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And with God, nothing is impossible. Wow, nothing is impossible through Jesus Christ. We just got, excuse me, to believe. Um, Genesis mom, Miss Inicia, can you step in at this time? Sure. Thank you, Miss Inicia, for joining us. Now, Miss Inicia, you see your child doing all of these amazing things. I'm sure you are a proud mother. How did all of this come about? How did Genesis, did she just come up to and actually record a video of her inspiring others on social media? Like, when did all of this start? Can you give us a story of all of it? Yeah, definitely when uh, the pandemic had came about, you know, the children were home from school and um, she's like, all right, we got to pray. You know, and at first we were just praying for ourselves, you know, uh, praying for this pandemic. Um, and then she started praying for her family and her friends, her classmates. And I forgot how it began. I said, this needs to go on YouTube. And I'm like, the world needs to know that um, Jesus actually can still hear our prayers. Um, so once that began to happen, um, then it started to travel quicker than we expected. And um, different multiple platforms were being um, introduced and just spreading, just continuing to spread the gospel uh, via reading the scriptures um, and also through her prayers. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, what advice would you give to um, other mo mothers who has a child that possesses talents and gifts, such as um, Genesis, that would like to share them with the world? Uh, the advice I'd give is never underestimate what God has instilled for your child. Um, age you know, God likes to start at a very, very young age and um, continue to allow him do the work because it is according to his plan and his promises. And once we allow God to order our steps, then we know that his word will continue to go forth and it will never come back void. So just continue to trust in God and believe on his word and um, always support your children in whatever passion that they have. Wow, support, and it will not come back to you, boy. That is, for example, y'all, when we, we are having trouble with technology as we uh, are recording this and knowing that whatever we do, 
and whatever season challenges are going to come, um, you're going to give up sometimes recording videos. So, for example, Genesis may get tired sometimes, but when we think about the impact that what we do will have on lives will have on the world will change generations to come and make the world as this sense more preferable it encourages us to keep going say ah oh, that's just a little something you know i can keep going oh i can get through this because i know like genesis says that all things are possible through jesus christ so that is amazing genesis what I, I kind of want to call you Miss Genesis now, but what encouraging message would you like to give to the people who are listening on today? Everyone all around the world, all different ages, no matter the situation, even though it feels like no one's listening to you, everyone's abandoning you, everyone doesn't care about you, God is looking for you. And God has a plan just for you. He has a unique plan just for you and only you. All you got to do is keep believing and keep trusting because God is watching you. God is taking care of you. And then once you do that, once you do that first step, then God you, you would just keep getting closer and closer to God and your life will get it, will keep getting better. Your life will get better. There's just so much impactful words that just came from a seven year old with so much wisdom. And as me being a 14 year old, I can say that wisdom, it does not come by age. It comes by experiences, mm -hmm. reading God's words, seeing things for ourselves, internalizing them and making sure that what we do are pleasing is pleasing to God. And what you said that the part of God has a plan for everyone, he can use anyone. If a, you may be an adult who is listening. It does not matter your past mistakes, what you did in the past. It does not matter your age, race, color. It does not matter. God can use you and God has, has, has placed a calling on your life. My gifts, Genesis gifts, may not be your gifts. My talents, Genesis talents, or even Miss Initia's talents is may not be your um, talents. But what matters is that you do have talents and you do have gifts that can glorify God. So thank you, Miss Initia and Genesis for joining me on today. Uh, Genesis, what social media handles do you have that listeners can follow you on? You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok on Pray, the number two, Jesus with Genesis. Genesis is spelled J-E-N-I-S-Y-S. -S. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Pray, the number two, Jesus with Genesis. Thank you again to both of you for joining me on today. This episode is nowhere near finished. Coming up is the first panel discussion to ever be featured on the Preferable Podcast, bringing youth together, young people from all walks and uh, areas of life to come and have a vital, unfiltered conversation. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back after the short break.
If you would like to book me to speak at your next event, be a keynote speaker of your next Christian event, be a guest speaker at your church, or come and do a motivational presentation at your school, you can email imjadenwatkins at gmail.com. Please send a detailed message. That email again is I-A-M-J-A-Y-D-E-N-W-A-T-K-I-N-S at gmail.com. Please make sure that you follow me on all social media platforms on Instagram at I am Jaden Watkins, Facebook and YouTube Jaden Watkins. If you haven't already, please go purchase a copy of my debut book, Higher Heights. The past is behind me and the future is before me. My book is a 40 day devotional book about not allowing your past to hinder you from your future. God created us in his own image and we should always make sure that we live every day to the fullest no matter the many mistakes that we make we can ask god for forgiveness and move on with our lives you can purchase a copy of my book on any major retail website such as amazon barnes and noble or target And we are back from the commercial break here on the Preferable Podcast. If you haven't already, please share this episode with someone and be blessed. After searching for months on multiple social media platforms for the people who I believed would be a good fit for this panel to bring the vision that God gave me to life, I um, chose two amazing young ladies, Najee and Giovanna, along with three amazing young men, Eric, Alberto and Devin, who all agree to be a part because they see the importance of having this conversation. The first panelist that I would like to introduce you to is Najee Campbell. Najee Campbell is a 24-year-old college student whom God has called as a catalyst and a pathfinder for her generation. She is a faithful servant in her church, Higher Elevation International Ministries of Atlanta, Georgia. She believes in giving God's word and expounds on the gospel in a relatable way to teach those who are lost. She has proven to be a Christian influencer on YouTube and other social media outlets. Through her online ministry, Elevate Young Women, she encourages young women to find their purpose and grow closer to Christ. She has reached many young people through her platform and lives by the example that you can be saved and be single and live a happy happy and fulfilled life. Please welcome Najee to the Preferable Podcast. Hi, Najee. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for agreeing to be a guest on today's episode. Thank you so much for having me. The second panelist that I would like to introduce you to is Giovanna Vera. Giovanna is a 22-year-old with a deep passion for God and for people. Over her last year of college as a pre-medical student, she decided to start sharing her journey in life, words of encouragement to others, and lessons on self-improvement online. When she realized the exponential growth that occurred, that became her full-time job. In her free time, she likes to sing, 
create music, create content to encourage people around the world and helping run a nonprofit organization with her family. Please welcome Giovanna Vera to the Preferable Podcast. Hi, Giovanna. How are you doing on today? Hi there. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. The next panelist that I would like to introduce you to on today is Mr. Eric Diggs. Eric Diggs graduated from Cornell University in December 2021 with a degree in finance. He has was a member of the football team and on the leadership team for two organizations. He recently finished up his last year of football at Stetson University in November 2022. While at Stetson, Eric had led a weekly team Bible study. Eric is the oldest of three brothers. He is a native of Nashville, Tennessee. Eric also has a big presence on TikTok where he makes videos encouraging people in their faith in Christ. Please welcome Eric Diggs to the Preferable Podcast. Hi, Eric. How are you doing on today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to be a part. The next panelist that I would like to introduce you to is Alberto Lopez. Alberto is a 22-year-old. 20, he grew up in Venezuela, but currently is living in New Jersey. He is pursuing the call that God has given him, which is to be a professional baseball player. One of his goals is to encourage other athletes that being a Christian athlete is cool. He is currently working on a book entitled The Identity of a Christian Athlete. Please welcome Alberto Lopez to the Preferable Podcast. Hi, Alberto. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. I'm amazing. I'm blessed to be here with you guys and talk about the work. That's the best thing. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to be a part. Last but not least, I would like to introduce you to Devin Robinson. Devin Robinson is a 21-year-old ordained pastor from Atlanta, Georgia. Some of his favorite things to do are serving Christ, playing video games, watching basketball games, and making encouraging social media content. Currently, he is the lead pastor of Sword and Shield Online Church, which he founded that he hopes will continue to grow. Please welcome Devin Robinson to the Preferable Podcast. Hi, Devin. How are you doing on today? I'm doing great. It's just wonderful to be here, honestly. Thank you for joining us on today. Well, as you all can see, or if you were just listening, there are some amazing young people who are agreed to join me on today, coming from different backgrounds to encourage lives and hearts. So let us now begin. To the panel, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? I would like to start off with Alberto Lopez. Oh, hey guys. Um, my Bible verse, my favorite one, is part of my promise, actually. It's Ezekiel 34, 27. It says, The trees will yield their fruit, and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in their land, and they will know that I am the Lord. When I break the bars of their yoke, and I rescue them from the hands of those that enslave them. Um, this is my favorite Bible verse because that tree that he's talking about there, he's me. That um, he's pouring into my life. He, he's making me like grow as a man of God. That that tree that he's talking about there. And it's just amazing how um identified that verse in my life, that the, the, the way that he's been growing as a man of God. Um, like he's making me grow as a man of God. Devin, what about you? 
for me, my favorite Bible verse are, um, you quoted them earlier or part of it earlier, it's Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. But um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests made known to God. And then, then so the peace that's beyond comprehension or the peace that's beyond all, all understanding may encompass your our, our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love that verse so much because for one, it for it tells me just three different things. How I can receive peace from God. It tells me how I cannot be anxious. And it also tells me what are the things I need to pray for. I need to pray for everything because it says in everything. And then by praying with supplication, with thanksgiving and making my request made known to God, that's where I can not be anxious. And then in doing these things, I can also receive the peace of God because then after I do these things, that's when the peace of uh, the peace beyond all uh, the peace that surpasses all comprehension to encompass my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So I absolutely love that verse because of those three different reasons. Giovanna, what about you? My favorite is um, Isaiah 61, and I actually like that whole chapter, but um, the first part that says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me, bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Um, I love this verse. This is actually a verse that I you know, held on when I was graduating uh, as well. But I think that, you know, we get confused with the meaning between, you know, having uh, work and then having a job and, um, you know, have a job is something that, you know, is financially supporting you. But your your work is what you were commissioned to do. And I think that this verse just shows us that we were all commissioned um, to have the spirit of the Lord in us and to proclaim his good news. And this is something that's, you know, for all of us, especially in this generation now. So that's my favorite. Eric, what about you? My favorite Bible verse is Galatians six, verse nine. It says, and let us not grow weary doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. For me, that's very encouraging because I feel like as a young person in today's society and generation, you're living for Christ and you don't always see the results of living for Christ or the fruit of it right away. And so in the midst of those difficult times, in the midst of those persecutions or storms of life, this verse right here has encouraged me to keep staying the course, not to waver, not to go back to the world, but to continue staying strong in Christ. Because in the end, there is reward. If you stay strong, you do not give up. Nigel, what about you? So mine is Matthew 16, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Um, I first really grabbed a hold to this verse when I was 19 and God saved me. Um, I didn't expect to be saved, but that's just kind of what happened. And this is the first verse that really grabbed a hold to my spirit. Um, I was chasing everything of this world. I was not trying to give my life to Christ. But as soon as I did, I realized, man, everything that I need, not the worldly things, but everything that I truly need comes through Christ and Christ alone. And so that's why that's my favorite scripture. Wow. And a lot of those verses that you all named, it reminded me um, of you either being introduced to the gospel or you being able to live, help you live the lifestyle, such as not walking in fear, not being afraid, living out um, the Christian life in every part of your life. Because sometimes we be, sometimes we're like, I only want, 
um, to serve God in this area of my life. No, this is a lifestyle that you should live every single day in every part of your life. Because even behind closed doors, even when it's just you, God knows what you're doing. He sees what you're doing. He knows what you said and he um, values you. So value him. All right, my next question is, what is the most impactful piece of advice that you have received or lesson that you have learned in this pandemic? I would like to first start off with Najee. I think the biggest lesson that I've received during this pandemic is that life is not promised. Uh, it's not promised to us on this side of heaven that people that we love, uh, the things that we love to do can easily be taken away from us. And so it's important that we have substance. Um, it's important that we know what our purpose is concerning our lives, uh, even more than ever. Like during the pandemic, I wanted to know Christ even more because it's like, OK, who is this God that I can be with where, OK, I can't go into church right now because that's closed down. I can't go over here because that's closed down. Who is this God that can be with me? In the midnight hour where it seems like everything around me is so dark, I want to serve the God that can be with me right there in the midst of whatever is going on. And so, yeah, I just feel like um, the pandemic has just taught me so much about what's really important. And it's really strengthened my walk with Christ like never before. Like I never needed God more than I needed him during these past, what, three years? Like it was crucial to the point where it's like, man, so much crazy stuff is going on. I need you, Lord. I need you. So that's what I've learned during this pandemic. I would very mm -hmm. like to agree with that. That was basically my same uh, response. If I was asked that question, it really taught us how the importance of having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and no matter what, because like you said, the church doors were closed down. Um, so much things were going on in the world falling into depression, seeing these things on the news, seems like you cannot find anything positive. People talking about people, mm -hmm. you're at house, and sometimes in your home you learn um, things about people that's living with you that you didn't even know. So this pandemic has really got us to settle down and to really ask what is most important. Um, Eric, do you have anything that you would like to add on to that? Yeah, I'll say for me, like one of the biggest lessons I learned during the pandemic and coming out of it is that the power is in the community. Um, one of the things that happened during the pandemic is it isolated everybody and by yourself, you can only do so much. And so that really brought to light to me this the importance of living life together with people. Um, we weren't called to live life alone. I know a lot of times people like to be loners or the lone wolf and feel like you can grind and get farther alone. but it's really like you can go fast alone, but you go far together. And so something I've been intentional about ever since the pandemic is aligning myself with like-minded people so that we can encourage each other. Because in community, you have accountability. In community, you have just being together and having friendship, some people to encourage you, to mentor you. And there's only so much you can do by yourself. And so uh, like the isolation part was hard. That was the hardest thing. Like, not being able to go out, not to be around people, not to be able to do the things you love to do with the people you love to do it with. And so I want to be more intentional about not only bringing about being about in community, but also like forming more communities for people to find their group to be around and be with. I love that point that you made, because this is one of the 
reasons why I founded the podcast. I founded the podcast in March of 2020. For those who don't know, I don't really, it had to be God because that is when everything shut down. It's when I started my podcast. So when you talked about it takes more than uh, one person to build this beloved community, if we work together, we can get a lot done. For example, Jesus had 12 disciples. He taught them how to be fishers of men. Jesus um, not only encouraged them to advocate for the gospel, but encouraged so many others to advocate as well. So when I think about the world and the condition that it, it, it it is in, and then when I look at this panel, and different people from different backgrounds and how strong we can be together if we just focus on the mission at hand. Does anyone else have anything they want to add to that? Um, the biggest lesson that I learned in the pandemic was like, I don't need it to go to church every day and I don't need it to be with people all the time praying for me to actually feel the presence of God, you know? so. Being just in, the, in that moment, everything shut down. That was literally just me and God. And that's actually something that changed my life because we built like an actual relationship. And that's what God wants, like an actual relationship, like intimacy between you and him. So that was something that completely changed my life. That was something that that I, di I didn't know. Like, because you in that moment, you want to go out, you want to be with people. But God was like, no, you don't want to be with people. You want to be with me. So. Okay, thank you, Lord. Like, and, and you just learned from that. That was huge in my life. Moving on to another um, kind of sort of topic of the struggle of being Christian. Um, like I said before, it is a lifestyle. It's not something that you choose to live according to on certain days a week. It's a commitment. Um, the struggle is real being a Christian. Um, it is not something um, that a lot of people are willing to be because you will have to decide to eliminate um, certain things in your life and be able to not fall into temptation because sometimes when it gets a hold of us and we give into it, it can cause us to um, question our faith and sometimes wonder, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? But we were actually the ones that allowed it to happen to ourselves. So for you all, when did you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And did you recognize that being a Christian is tough while living in an ever-changing chaotic world? I would like to start off with Giovanna. Um, for me, I really, I grew up in the church. So when my mom, um, she was very young. And when I was about three years old, that's when she came to know God. So she raised me in the church uh, as a single mom most of her life. And I truly found that it started off as, you know, me going because she was taking me. And then when I reached middle school, and, you know, around 11, 12 years old is when I realized that, you know, I didn't want to do what, you know, the other um, preteen teenagers my age were doing. I wanted to be different and I was called to be different. And I just remember um, 
I, I never even had that many friends because of that decision. You know, it started off at such a young age where I was most of the time alone because I didn't want to follow the standard that other, you know, friends, those other kids following as well. And it takes advice um, because, you know, you have to understand you need to find your tribe. And now I understand that even more as I'm older. But I know that looking back, I'm so thankful that I was able to, you know, even though it was hard being alone a lot, you know, a lot of those moments, it was worth it because the the people that I grew up with looking back now, I know that a lot of them are on their like second, third child and at a young age, like they were already following such a dark path. Um, and I can see that I can be an example to that it's possible to stick with God throughout that entire season. And you can be very fulfilled because he will um, use your life and use your testimony in a very powerful way. Yes, in a very powerful way. And it's cool to be different. You were not created to stick in. You were created to stand out. And we have to always remember, even as this episode is how young leaders are rising, that being a leader will cause you to stick out so stand up you were created to um you were chosen to and god has is carrying you on the path but will you just say yes to him and will you live it out each and every day so young leader i would encourage you to arise Devin, what would you like to add on to that yeah for me so when i got saved probably more accurately is around 13 or 14 but like most people during that time didn't necessarily take it seriously because honestly, I just didn't know what was going on really. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't actually start following Christ seriously until I was about 18. And it's just around that time, I also began to go to school. Uh, I went to a very particular type of school and it's something that only lasted for a year, but I was around a whole lot of bunch of people that are like a lot older than me. So people that are able to drink and people that smoke, you know, driving each other around. I was just, you know, the 18 year old kid. I was one of the youngest people there out of everybody because most people are at least two or three years older than me. So when actually, you know, deciding, hey, Dev, let's actually live for Jesus for real now. At 18, he's done, he's done so much for you. So let's actually, you know, live for him. Right. During that time, I was faced with adversity pretty quickly because I was around all these people and I was around all these influences and I was just trying to serve Jesus. Right. And I know one thing that I do try to impart unto a lot of young people is just be very careful who you hang around because that afflicts you so much. I mean, I know Eric was talking about earlier with community. That's why community is important because community influences you in one way or another. And if you're in a bad community though, it puts you in a different direction. But the good news is, is that when I started going to school, it was during COVID. So the isolation helped me personally. But just during that time, I was around a lot, I was around a lot of bad influences and it was affecting my view of myself just a little bit because I found myself, everybody knew that I was a resident Christian dude, right? Everybody knew I was a resident Christian dude. But then at the same time, they kept challenging me with different things, you know, asking me with um, asking me about things in regards to my faith. And I also had to showcase like Christ to them, but I wasn't even doing it properly. And so as I got deeper in my relationship with him, you know, I began to feel bad and convicted about such things. So I was just like I'm supposed to be a representative of Christ. But then, yeah, to these people that don't know him nearly as well as I do. Right. They're not having a good example out of me. And so there then in that moment, I was like, OK, 
being a Christian is a little bit more difficult because there's a certain way to have to go about things as ambassadors of Christ and as a representative of the Lord. But then at the same time, that also helped to refine me and just like really, really help for my sanctification as well. Because then I was like, you know what, me and God have to get closer to one another because I want to be a good representative for him so that people will want to follow him and know what it's truly like to follow him rather than having like a terrible example. Uh, being a good representative, that is very good. And being a good representative, uh, that's very, impo very important uh, in everything that you do. Even in college, uh, making wise decisions, some things you don't want to do because you can get kicked out even when you got in. Um, so, yes, that's with a lot of different parts of your life, and especially with being a Christian. Now, um, Chris, Christian young people, they sometimes start to have the stereotype of us being boring and not liking to have fun. We just try to make sure that we make wise decisions to keep our lives aligned with the will of God, which is some of what we just hit on. Why is it important to set boundaries and keep in mind that a lustful life is not something that we want to live, but we still want to have fun. So kind of finding balance in the two. Um, can we first start off with Devin? Right. So boundaries are important because if you don't set boundaries, people are going to walk over you. And when it definitely comes with, you know, us versus the world is that the way that I like to have fun versus the way that the world likes to have fun are simply just two different things. That's the only reason why we are coming at like an impasse right there. But it's incredibly important for you to set boundaries because then that's how you get into situations. If you don't set boundaries, that's how you get into situations where you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. And then now it's affecting you and your relationship with God. Me personally, I've always been one that was simply just like, I don't want to have to suffer the consequences of doing something foolish, which I think is why it's so important for also young people to be educated on the consequences of sin and living that lifestyle because it does come with some genuine consequences. And so, like, I do want to have a fun life, and I believe that God offers a fun life. It's just a fun life that's different than how the world perceives it. But the fun that he has in all actuality is like the real fun, while the one that's in the world is something that's temporary and something that's fake. So it's very important for us as Christians just to sit there and set boundaries, because then if we don't, people are just going to continue to encroach upon us, encroach upon us. They're going to be like, hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? If you don't set the proper boundaries, eventually you're going to be tempted and led into something that you never wanted to do. And so then now you have to deal with the problems of doing whatever that thing is. So it's very important for us to just set boundaries for ourselves with our friends and in relationships so that we can stay sanctified, stay holy as the Lord is holy. Right. And then also just to remember that, you know, we don't want to live a lustful life because there's, there's not any real joy in a lustful life. There's not anything real in a lustful life. There's not anything that we are to truly gain in a lustful life besides temporary satisfaction satisfaction while there's everything to gain from genuinely following God and living within the parameters that he set. Hmm, that is so good and so true. I mean, and the lustful life only provides temporary happiness while living for Christ provides long lasting happiness. <clears throat> so it goes back to, do you want something that is going to be good temporary or do you want something that is going to be good eternal? I'd rather have something good eternal. I know that this road is not going to be easy. I took the road that's traveled. I know that 
um, suffering will produce endurance because what the things that I went through, the things that you all go through in the future, you can pass down onto your future children. You can pass down to future generations. So we always have to keep that in mind that also what we do does not only impact us, it impacts everyone around us as well. Even like someone um, said, being a representative for Christ. That's a part about being a representative for Christ. Um, Alberto, what would you like to add on to that point of living um, a Christian life, not falling into your lust, but still having fun? Okay, so something important I want to add to that is that when we're working with God, we're working by identity and example. So we have to be, us as a Christians, we have to be, have that authority to know how feed our spirit. You know, we cannot let the word feed our spirit because that's going to completely change the, the plans that God has for us. But that's something that, because a lot of Christian guys have the, the problem to, they don't know with who hanging out or with the people that they don't want to be or they want to be. But when you have the authority and when you have the, the relationship with God, he's just going to take that away of your life. The people that he don't want in your life, he's just going to remove it. And I don't know why people said that as a Christian, we're not found. I feel that we're, we're called to be different and the way that we're different is like unique. Like we have found like worshiping, jumping, dancing, but like, of course, in like godly way. He's just awesome, you know? And it's awesome to not mix that with the world because it's pure love. So yeah, that's, that's all I can say. Eric? Uh, I would say that boundaries create freedom. Um, Romans 6, 16, like Paul says, you can be a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness. Um, understanding that God knows best. Um, Romans three twenty three: the wages of sin is death. And death is just whatever God isn't. So understanding what is God, life, love, peace, joy, things like that. If you want those stuff in your life, you have to follow God's way. Um, what is fun? You have to define what is fun because a lot of times the world would say that fun is smoking, drinking, having sex and partying like crazy. But at the same time, they don't tell you about the loneliness, the insecurities, the depression, the brokenness that they deal with when it's all alone. Like it's one thing to have fun when you're out with everybody else. But what do you like when you're by yourself? Are you really, truly satisfied and really, truly complete and whole? And that wholeness only comes in Christ. You can't find any of that in this world. I think Dove was saying like um, temporary satisfaction. So you must have an eternal mindset because this world is temporary, but eternity is forever. Um, and there's a lot of ways to have fun that don't require sinning. I don't have to feel guilty. Like I still hang out with my friends. Um, I play sports. Um, we go out in the city, we hang out. So I don't know, like fun is not what the world says fun is. I love living a life that's full of purpose, meaning, and something that I can do and not feel guilty about and still have an impact on other people's lives. Because I find that the best life and the most fulfilled life is a life that's impacting others. Giovanna? I feel like... Boundaries are super important. I agree with everything that everyone said already. When I think about, you know, back in Genesis in the creation and God told Adam and Eve, hey, you can eat from all of these trees, but don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I think like that that was a boundary, you know, even in the beginning, 
um, there were boundaries and he didn't give Adam and Eve that boundary so that because he, he didn't love them. He gave it because he wanted to protect them because he did love them because that he had that, you know, eternal mindset like you were talking about. And um, we really in these days view boundaries as a prison almost, you know, when it really does represent freedom. The Bible says that, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and that Jesus didn't come, you know, so that um, we we would only enjoy, you know, a little bit of life. He came so that we would have a full life, you know, an abundant life. And um, for me, that encompasses everything that's good, everything that's fruitful. That encompasses, you know, how we define fun. And um, you're, you're certainly, uh, like you all were mentioning, you're not left with that hole inside of your chest of feeling, you know, guilty um, and depressed and sad because of a single moment of happiness, you know. Mm. Najek? Yeah, so pretty much what everybody was saying is so good. And I know for me, when I first got saved, I was like 19. And so leading up to like into my 20s, I was a stiff Christian. Like I wasn't playing no games. Like, uh-uh, I'm not listening. To that. I'm not like I was stiff. Like I was so scared to mess up. Like I'm like, I'm just trying to, you know, you know, supposed to walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Like I was shaking. OK. And then through the years, God has like showed me, OK, you can actually have a fun life. Like for some reason in my brain, it was kind of like this box I put God in I was like no like I can't do this I can't do that like me I love to dance okay I'm a, I'm a dance now the way I <laughs> dance now is different than the way I used to dance but there's still ways that you can have fun you don't have to be a stiff Christian what we call the religious people just because you have this certain appearance of yourself does not make you more Christian than the next person um but even like what someone was saying about the company that you keep get y'all some godly friends like godly friends will really like help you in this walk and I know sometimes it's not easy to come by but having godly friends really does make it easier because just like the bible says that bad company corrupts good character so if you're trying to set boundaries but you're constantly hanging out with people who are doing the opposite of what you're trying to do it's going to be difficult so make sure that you set like be intentional about making godly friends like whether it's online or whatever but I know it can be difficult to do like when you're constantly going back to your past life and the people that are from your old life like it's going to be hard to set those boundaries when you're constantly hanging out with like you know the people that party and drink all the time but you're trying to be over here with boundaries make sure you actually have people who are godly in your life people you can hang out with people you can you know worship with, dance with, all that. So all of that is important, definitely. Everything that everyone said was definitely good for that specific question. And yes, I am a proud podcast host right now. My spirit is, my spirit is joyful. And um, with hanging out with everybody and what you said, Najee, about being stuck up, Jesus hung out with everybody. He did. He always was did the right thing. He did not sin anytime. He hung out with everyone. He even the Pharisees um, looked at Jesus odd of some of the things that he had did. 
but he did not come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill the law so that we might be saved. Jesus even was at the wedding. Turn water, they say, into wine. wine. So Jesus, he had fun on his journey, but he stayed focused on the will that his father had for him. He stayed focused. He came through a virgin. How um, unordinary that is to come through a virgin. How unordinary it is to walk on water. But for him, his ability, his power, his faithfulness to his father, his um, ability to not, uh, what's what I'm looking for, not allow sins, their sins to define a person. I mean, what is the woman, y'all, that was about to get stoned and God saved her? Is this, um, what is the question he asked? The first one, basically, who I'm a paraphrase, who hasn't sinned, cast the first song. Everyone had sinned. We are here, here telling you that we are perfect. We have made some mistakes, but we don't allow our past to define us. Our past is behind us. Yes. Our future is before us. And every day we're trying to reach to higher heights. Yeah, we do want to give up sometimes. Mm-hmm. I promise you. The other day I was like, Jesus, I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. But God is like, will, will you stay, say yes? Will you trust me? The process is going to go ups and downs. There's going to be hills and valleys. It's not going to be smooth. I promise you it's not going to be smooth. But. If you stay faithful to God, he will stay faithful to you. He is a rewarder to those who are faithful. You, If you are faithful over a few things, he will make you ruler over many. My favorite Bible verse states, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. And that leads me to more of this um, generalized idea of us setting goals for ourselves in 2023. Um, a lot of times in, 20, in the beginning of a new year, we say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We write this down. Then by the, half of, by the time half of the year come, we haven't accomplished some of the stuff. Half of the stuff we said we were going to accomplish. Come on, somebody. I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> so how can we make sure that we stick to not only setting these goals, but try to make sure that we implement the steps of consistency and determination as well as persistence in achieving these goals. Can I first start off with Eric? Yeah, I'm going to keep going back to it. It's it's really the community. So um, last year, God finally brought me together with a group of young men who are like-minded like me. So we started being intentional with mm-hmm. hanging out and communicating together and encouraging each other. And this year we were even more intentional as we set up weekly meetings with each other and bi-weekly meetings as well. And like I said, some of these people are all over the country. And so we just get on the call, something like this, and we talk with each other and then hold each other accountable. So we tell each other what our goals are for the year. We did that at the beginning of the year, we had like a meeting together where we were praying and worshiping together. And then we just started it listen out some of the things we want to do and how we were going to be more unified and help each other reach our goals. But it really is the community. So like having somebody to hold you accountable and and encourage you, I cannot emphasize how important that is. Um, I does so much on my own, but having this community now is making life a lot more fun. Um, I feel a lot more free. I feel like I'm not alone because a lot of times when you're doing something alone and you're getting uh, persecuted or going through tough times and you're just by yourself and you just feel like you're isolated, then it's like it's easy to give up because you feel like you're the only one but knowing that you have somebody else in the fight with you 
that encourages me to keep going because like, okay, I'm going through this, but I got brothers and sisters in Christ all around the world going through this too. And I see them and I get to talk to them. So I love having conversations like these with other people because it encourages me and it lets me know I'm not alone. I'm not the only young person serving Christ. I'm not the only young person having these lofty goals and having a heart for people and a heart to reach others. Um, so that's just what I'm going to say. It's just like the community, the power is in the community. The, call, the calling on each and every one of our lives is bigger than us. The true purpose of this is bigger than us. Then with community part, it's always important to have friends in your circle that will encourage you and push you. Um, I advise and counsel um, college students all the way down to middle school students. One thing that I have saw a trend in is the friends. What I mean by friends, a trend that I've been seeing is people saying, this friend told me to do this. This friend told me to do that. But can you have the discernment to choose? What do, what do you think you should do? What do you think um, will be best for you, not be best for your friend? A friend is not someone who will always agree with you. A friend is someone who will tell you when you are right and when you are wrong. If you have a friend that has continued to agree with everything you're saying and continue to say you're right, they may not be a good friend. I'm not saying there aren't, but they may not be a good friend because a friend will hold each other accountable. Say, you made this mistake. Now, how will you move forward and make sure you don't make the same mistake again? How will we come? Um, keep this bond of communication to not allow the things that people gossip about us to interfere with our relationship. How will we keep this unity and bond and stay focused on building each other up so that we can see each other arise into this leader? Is there anyone else that would like to add on anything before we move on? Yeah, I would like to add on something. Um, one thing I was telling the young, I have a Bible study that I do once a month. And one thing I was telling the young women, a part of the Bible study, we were going over Habakkuk and you know, Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain. We oftentimes read that or, but for some reason, like I was like, no, you know, I'm going to read exactly like, why did God tell Habakkuk all of this? And so i got the context of it. And one thing before God told Habakkuk that is that Habakkuk said, Lord, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait to hear your answer. I'm going to wait because Habakkuk had all these questions. One thing I would tell people is to sit and wait on the Lord. Listen to God for what he wants for your life. I charged the young women. I told them like tonight when we get off this Bible study, I want you to sit in silence and actually hear what God has for you. What is the vision for my life? I told them to ask God that. What is the vision for my life? And then start writing down what you hear. Um, a lot of times the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. And when we ask for things, we ask amiss. We ask for things that is not even in the will of God. Like, God, why didn't you give me that G-Wagon? Like, I've been praying for years. Like, girl, that G-Wagon may not be in the will of God for you. So with dreams and goals and all that, it, it's great. And, I, and I'm a big advocate for that. But make sure you are aligning your dreams and your goals with the will of God. You know, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you desires of your heart. That does not mean that he's going to give you every single thing that you ask for. But what it does mean when I delight myself in the Lord, 
his heart becomes my heart. My heart becomes his. And so we're mm -hmm. aligned in that way. And so the will of God begins to flow out of my heart. Then the, my dreams and goals begin to be in the will of God because now I, I'm delighting myself in him. So make sure that you are just in sync with the Lord on what he wants you to do, especially like when it comes to setting goals, because you don't want to do things that's just not even in his will. And then you're like praying and fasting. And he, he's just like, but I didn't even tell you that was going to happen. So that's just my advice. That is good. I wish we could talk forever, but we cannot. So as we start to wrap up this panel uh, discussion, always remember that each of you have a light, even the listeners, even the people are watching, no matter your age, no matter your race, no matter your skin color, that you have a light inside of you that you must allow to shine even in a dark, ever-changing, chaotic world. Allow that light inside of you to shine. Do not allow your gifts and talents to be wasted. Activate your gifts. Maybe you need to do some more research to see how you can start that business. Maybe you can email Giovanna and see how I can start a nonprofit. <laughs> but what I'm just saying is sometimes it's not all it's not gonna be the easy way to to success. For example, if you want to know more info on how to be an athlete, you can contact Alberto. <laughs> if you want to know more info on how, how I can be a pastor, Devin, if you want to know more info of how I can improve. Anyway, y'all see my point. Sometimes you need to ask others, how did they make it? But always remember that your path and their paths are different because you live two separate different levels, but be willing to research and ask around to see how I can use my talents and gifts or whatever I'm trying to do to glorify God and not man. We all have a purpose in life and we'll leave behind a legacy. Leaving a legacy is something that we don't think about often, but if we start to remind ourselves and know truly what legacy we leave behind, it can cause us to be more focused on living our lives on purpose. To each and every one of you, what legacy do you hope to leave behind one day? Anyone can start. I think uh, for me, one of the biggest legacies that I want to leave behind is just for my generation, for people to know that it's it's truly not about you. It's about God. It's about him. It's about something that is much greater than yourself. Um, and, you know, just like you guys were mentioning as well, um, it's it's your your purpose is greater than yourself it extends beyond yourself and living in a world where um we're so used to hearing for you know that you only live once and that you need to make the most of this opportunity i think that we need to really change perspectives to understand that yes that's true you only live once on this earth but you are an eternal being and everything that you are doing on this earth is echoing into eternity and it's echoing into, um, you know, the next life after this, it's not just a single life. Um, so 
I think that that's what's really important is that you can live beyond yourself. You know, that's what you were called to do. Anyone? Um, you got it, you got it, you good. Okay, so yeah, for me, this is a very interesting question. And my answer, I guess, is kind of weird, but definitely to let people know, well, Christians specifically, that those great people that you see in scripture, you know, those great people that you see, your pastors, your prophets, your apostles, and whoever else that you that you're just seeing is like, oh, this is a great and amazing man and woman of God that like the same anointing and calling that they have on their life and they're walking in. Like you can also do the same thing because I think as Christians, we like to drink the poison as comparison often. And so with that, especially young people, they think, oh, I will never be able to get to that level because of so-and-so. But all of us can get to that same level of our relationship with God. We can get into that same intimacy with him. And at least through my teachings and preachings and anything that I do, teaching people on how to get there, that's the legacy I want to leave. And then also letting them know, like, the same things that I've done, you can do the same things. Because the same spirit that's in me is the same spirit that's in you. The same the same Christ that's my Lord is the same Christ as your Lord. The same God that I serve is the same God that you serve. And so with that, we can also get to these same and similar levels. That's the legacy I think I want to leave for people. Okay, so the legacy I want to is the take the mask off of the religion. Because a lot of young men, they think that God is a God of religion and that there's they're scared of follow Jesus because of the rules. But once they understand the love, and the, once you have a relationship with him, you want to fall in love with him. And you want to live your life for him because you love him and he loves you. So that's something that I would love to do. And like maybe all of you guys is take that mass off the religion. Like no more religion and just more relationship and love. I'll say for me, uh, legacy I hope to leave is just what a life looks like that surrender to Jesus. I want to encourage young people to start serving Jesus now and not wait until you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to encourage people through the way I lived, my perseverance and the fruit of my life of what that life looks like. Um, a lot of times people don't know different until they see different. And so I want to encourage people also where you start is not where you have to finish. Um, you're not limited to where you start. A lot of times, if you hear my accolades and the things I've accomplished so far, if you knew my backstory, like my parents having me when they was in college and dropping out and not having any job and then having twin brothers a year and a half year later, I'm not supposed to be where I am. But by the grace of God, here I am today. And I give all the glory to Jesus because my mom, she grounded us in that word when she got her life right. She grounded us in that word. And that word is what's been perpetuating me to the levels I am now. And so I just want to be that light to people now. And continue to be that light going forward. Like, serve Christ now. You can serve Christ. You can still have fun. You can serve Christ. You can still accomplish your goals and your dreams and desires. You can serve Christ. And where you start is now we have to finish. But think big. I want to encourage people to think bigger and to serve Christ now. Yeah, so for me, when I think about legacy, and this may sound weird because I know we're in our early 20s, but when I think about legacy, I think about my future kids and how I want them to 
I want them to be a part of my legacy when I'm long gone. And I want them to continue to spread the love of Christ. Um, Cause I think that's what ultimately really saved me was just the love of God and to be on fire for God. Like, don't be afraid to be that person that's just on fire, like pure fire for Christ. Um, I want that to definitely just transcend when I'm long gone. Like I want my kids to continue that, like sharing the gospel, preaching the gospel. I could preach to nations, but if my kids, the most important thing, I want my kids to be just in love with God and to just continue to share his love everywhere. Wow. Sharing God's love everywhere. And I believe that each and every one of you will leave behind a impactful legacy and more beyond than what you all mentioned. Um, my last question so many questions. Y'all go, y'all love me. I know you do. But one of my last questions is the title of this podcast, the preferable podcast. Preferable means more preferable, more um, make it in a more better condition. In other words, the question or that makes the theme of this podcast is how can we all make the world a better place? But I would like to ask each and every one of you in two or three sentences, please answer, how will you continue to make the world a better place? Let's start off with Giovanna. <laughs> well, I like to talk, talk, but this is a this going to be a little challenge. But I think that we need to be, whether you are a Christian and you're watching this or you're not, be intentional. The world lacks intentionality and it promotes craziness do whatever you you need to do to make yourself happy so be intentional about every area of your life and god will honor that Naja, i would say to be exactly how jesus was when he was walking on the earth have compassion, like be compassionate about other people's situation, regardless of their situation, regardless if you agree or not, have compassion, get rid of pride and really like be there for people. Eric? Say live life selflessly, don't think about yourself, um, put others first and share the gospel because the gospel is what changes lives. Devin? Um, be the example show the fruit of your labor and live for Christ. Thank you to each and every one of you for joining me on the first panel discussion here on the Preferable Podcast. I know and hope that this episode, this panel discussion will touch lives and hearts for the years to come. Thank you. This has been an amazing episode on the Preferable Podcast. Please take time to donate to the podcast to keep it going and growing. If you would like to continue to see more episodes be released for the technology to expand, 
please donate. You can donate through Cash App, dollar sign I am Jaden Watkins. Again, that is dollar sign I A M J A Y D E N W A T K I N S. It should be on your screen, or if you're listening, the PayPal is at WJaden1, at WJAYDEN1. All amounts are appreciated. Thank you for your donations. If you would like to sponsor an episode or advertise your business, you can email I am Jaden Watkins at gmail.com. Again, that email is I A M J A Y D E N W A T K I N S. Building a beloved community requires patience, endurance, and unity. We all carry a light inside of us that we must shine brightly. Your mistakes does not define you, so don't allow them to. Your calling and purpose is much bigger than you. Young leader, arise. You are loved by God. You have the potential to be successful. Young leader, Arise. It doesn't matter your race, age, or political perspective. Your talents and gift matters. Young leader, arise. You are beautiful. You are handsome. Don't give in to peer pressure. Don't commit suicide. We need you to survive. Young leader, arise. Activate your gifts and live according to your purpose. Young leader, arise. You were created to stand out. Therefore, stand up. God has chosen you to be a beacon of light to a dark, chaotic, ever-changing world. Young leader, arise. Unless you may be hurting inside, but we must endure through the trials. If we do, we reach our respected end. Young leader, arise. This is season three, episode 15, Young Leaders Arising, a vital unfiltered conversation with young people from around the world. I am your host, Jaden Watkins, saying, I will and never stop making this world more preferable.